pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 236. Today I'm going to chat with Cameron Johnston from Greystone, discuss a lawsuit against the Second Amendment Preservation Act, highlight an old-fashioned lever gun for the future, and talk about a Florida man who got caught shoplifting something you wouldn't expect. I'm your host, Ava Flanell. Cameron, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So I have an announcement to make. I got a puppy yesterday actually it hasn't even been 24 hours yet <laughs> and i talked to you previously before the show started and it turns out that you also have four new additions yes i do i found a little pit bull in the street about a month ago she's just getting fatter and fatter and then uh turns out she's pregnant the whole time and just had four puppies about four or five days ago nice isn't that funny you're just like okay well whatever i guess you know i mean it's the winter weight like no big deal. She'll probably lose it when summer comes. When the team and I were, were down at the Gundy's, actually five guys, I'm like, hey, would you guys mind looking at her? Like, you think she's pregnant? And all the, you know, they're putting their ear up to her belly and smelling her. And I don't know. I don't think so. And then I have a friend. She used to birth puppies. And she takes one look at her. She's like, do you know your dog's pregnant? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, shit. Dang. That would why, uh, there's milk coming out of her. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I can just imagine, like, all these guys, like, no, nah, man, it's, yeah, she's not pregnant. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, we knew nothing of what we were talking about. Yeah. So you brought your dog to the Gundys? I did, yeah. Aw. Then that makes me even more sad that I didn't even meet you, and I obviously didn't meet your dog. <laughs> but I would have liked to have met your dog. falling <laughs> in love with her. She's a sweetheart. So what are you going to do with the four puppies now? Uh, give them away. I found a home for one of them already, and uh, I'm sure we'll find the others. There's one boy, there's three girls and one boy, so I, I, I do want to keep the boy. Oh, so. that's funny because, so I've only owned girl dogs. I don't want a boy, and it's just, I don't know, boy dogs just kind of gross me out. I've I always just wanted a girl dog. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, uh, you know, with mama in the house, I'm sure he'll be on his best behavior yeah, there you go. If you guys are wondering what I got, she is a teacup chihuahua and she's super cute. She's like the size of my hand right now. She's nine weeks old. And I forgot how exhausting it is to have a puppy. And then just like training her, like it's just, I don't know. But I also was thinking, okay, so I'm in my current house, but before I move into my new house in August, I'm like, I might as well like get everything out of the way in this house that I'm not going to, you know, like whatever. Okay. Not to say that I don't care if she like pees on the floor because I'm still a clean freak, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. And then I, I don't have a kennel for her yet. It's actually, I ordered off Amazon and it arrives today. So I just put her in the bathroom downstairs with like her bed and her food and a pee pad. And she just cried all night. And so finally I gave in and got her and then brought her into bed with me. <laughs> But she's so little that I just fear that, like, what if I do fall asleep and, like, roll over on her or something? Although I don't think that would happen because my dog Tickles was really small. She was only four pounds. But you just think, you know, I don't know. But anyways, getting into the show. So Smith & Wesson.
if you guys are looking for a new EDC, but you want something a little more metal, definitely check out the CSX from Smith & Wesson. It's their new high-capacity Micro 9. Unlike the others on the market, this one's single action with an external hammer. So it's just slightly smaller than a Shield Plus with a 10-round flush mag and a 12-round mag that has just a small extension. I did a YouTube video on this. I actually think it has a lot less recoil than the Shield Plus. It's actually a pretty good gun. So definitely check out my YouTube video on it. And you could also check out more information about it on smith-wesson.com. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All right, so Cameron, really excited to have you on because you do something that makes my job just seem incredibly boring. Are you the owner of Greystone? Yes, ma'am, I am. Okay, so tell me what Greystone is. So... The bread and butter of what we do is create these fully immersive, action-packed scenarios or missions for essentially wealthier people to live out their dream action fantasy. So whether you want to be, you know, just thrusted into the world of Jason Bourne or go on a, a adrenaline pumping like hostage rescue mission with a team of former SEALs or Hilo cast into a lake at 2 a.m. and raid a a mansion like there's nothing that we can't create and the illusion never reveals itself so they'll go days and days in these scenarios without seeing reality and it starts to play mental tricks and they're exhausted and they're going on these missions and i mean car chases car crashes explosions it's uh, it's pretty over the top it's good time damn and all i can imagine is just sitting next to you on a plane and i'm like and we're just like you know conversing and it's like oh what do you do for a living and usually i'm always like the one that has like the exciting career but not this time <laughs> like i could just imagine sitting next to you on a plane and i'm like okay well yeah let's just say that i'm a librarian then i guess we'll just <laughs> keep it at that <laughs> okay so i have so many questions about graystone but before we get into that i want to know a little bit about your background like how did you even get into this sure so the inspiration actually is from a movie called The Game with Michael Douglas and a good buddy of mine had me watch that. I was probably, I mean, I was a kid, probably like 18. And uh, I said, damn, like this has to be a business in real life. And it's about a company that puts on these mind-blowing, life-changing scenarios for wealthy people. And there was nothing like it. So I always had that in the back of my mind. Like I have to figure out a way to start that. Mm -hmm. um, but I... I finished high school early, barely finished high school, didn't go to college. I joined the Navy. Um, I was a SEAL for a little bit before getting out after six years. And then there was a, um, you know, someone who's close to me, who I got close with, who trusted me enough to attempt this crazy business idea. And, and it went from there and it's, it's been successful and I can't, you know, thank people enough who've contributed anything to it at all um and then yeah i started two and a half years ago and by the grace of god just got in touch with different stunt coordinators and pilots and stuntmen and drivers and actors and it, it all kind of revealed itself in a very beautiful way and then fast forward two and a half years we're we're where we are now wow that's incredible what comes to mind first is like where do you even get the resources for this like 
not, you know, obviously not the financial resources, but like, where do you even find this stuff? Like, hey, we need to do a hostage situation. I'd imagine or even, you know, if they want to live out something where they're like, you know, with a bunch of Green Berets or something like that. I mean, do you actually like bring on professionals to do this? People that were at one point a Green Beret? Oh, yeah. No request is off the table. And how we, I, you know, the company has gotten in touch with people who can make these things happen, whether it's pilots or stunt coordinators or, or staffers for acting or, you know, it's a lot of film industry people. So being here in Atlanta, it's a, it's a huge help. I don't think you could run this company whew, probably anywhere else. Um, but yeah, I, I just met the right person after the right person who was really just receptive to the idea and really okay with helping. And, uh, and COVID actually helped because the film industry was pretty much completely shut down when I was trying to make this work. So I got the best of the best in the film industry at a, you know, a COVID discount rate. And, uh, they kind of fell in love with the business fortunately. And I've had a solid core team since then, probably for the past couple of years. Wow. That's incredible. So just give me an idea of like some of the, I guess some of the stuff that you guys have done. Sure. So we, uh, man, a big highlight reel. We've gotten people's families involved uh, to where we actually gave one of our clients' daughters acting lessons and had her kidnapped on uh, like FaceTime in this cartel uh, basement dungeon where he was being held. He watched his daughter get kidnapped uh, in real time and thrown in the trunk of a car with you know, faked helicopter crashes. And we've done car chases where we're, we're chasing the car through city streets, shooting at it from the helicopter before the, uh, you know, car crashes and we land right there in the road and, and, uh, take out the bad guys. We've done, you name it in the water. We've done it night vision, uh, goodness, big explosions, hot extractions from the rooftop. We actually leased the world's largest criminally insane asylum, uh, it's 28 acres, 600,000 square feet. And we do a lot of the missions there, or at least always the final like climactic mission. We have a lot of it rigged to blow with pyrotechnics and, uh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I got to think like through all of this. So, you know, as you get older and you, I'm pretty business minded, but the first thing I always think about is like, cool, but what's the insurance going to be like, <laughs> you know? Because I would imagine like you come to an insurance agency and you're just like, yeah, we want to do this and that and this. We're going to be like shooting at people. And I'd imagine that you're probably not actually using live rounds or are you? Uh, no, not for the missions, but we do have a couple training facilities that we go do training at where we'll teach them real tactics and we'll use live rounds. Okay. I mean, is the insurance just like insane? Because I think a lot of times that'll make or break a business. It's, it's pretty high, um, but but we go with uh, an insurance company that's known for being kind of like the, the like cowboy risky. insurance industry. Oh, yeah. And uh, so our right up to them, you know, we have to disclose a full like bullet list of things we want covered. And we have everything from God. I mean, I could get into the list and it's a lot of strange things. And they were, they were super receptive to it somehow. Damn. And then also what I'm also thinking, like, as far as like the family, like, okay, this guy, he's like, hey, I have this fantasy. I want you to like help me live it out. But then to get his family involved, they're like, why do we have to get involved? And were they like, okay, yeah, this is fun. Like the daughter's like, yeah, I'll just act like I got kidnapped. This is going to be a lot of fun. 
or were they yeah. just kind of like, what am I doing with my life? No, they had fun. And then, uh, you know, we have a big after party at the end of each scenario. And we usually do it when the adrenaline's pumping and they're in the middle of the mission and then they'll go into another room and then it's over, you know, and there's music and brunch and their family and the whole staff is standing there cheering for them. So I think, I think the families are always pretty excited to be a part of it. And it's always a really pivotal moment for the client. I mean, these, these are grown men that come out of this crying and completely changed mm-hmm. because it's that intense and overwhelming. And, uh, it's a, it's a cool thing for a family to share that. I'd imagine this also would be kind of cool to catch on film and sort of make it like a reality TV show. <laughs> we actually have a pitch deck that we've been holding on to for the okay. right time, but it is going to be a reality TV show. Yeah. Cause I think that would be kind of cool to see like, you know, I mean, instead of like home makeovers, you know, when the homeowners walk in and they see like the final product or whatever, like this would just be like, you know, like that end, like, climatic you know i don't know (laughs) i think it'd be pretty cool i saw you guys did an event and i think i was going to be a part of this i don't know i i talked to a friend that put this on we have a mutual friend and he was telling me about it and i don't know what i don't know if it was like a schedule conflict or what but i did not attend but i saw you did something with alexandra rapid fire rachel um quite a few other girls and one of the things that looked really cool to me was like the helicopter scene where they're hanging from a rope out of the helicopter. And I was like, man, that would have been so cool to do. But what else did you guys do? It was like what burning cars, all kinds <laughs> yeah. of stuff, right? Yeah. So I wanted to put on a, uh, just like a big buffet of everything we offer, you know? And yeah. So they got to shoot machine guns from the helicopter. Uh, Rachel brought out her flamethrowers. We burned a bunch of vehicles, did some, you know, cool, like little extraction stuff. We did a shooting course where they're having a shoot from a, a razor as you know, it's being raced around this course. Um, we did uh, like snipe private sniper lessons with a seal sniper. Great, great shooter. Um, and then the hanging from the helicopter, that was, uh, that's called spies line. And, before Greystone, I believe there was, I think it was nine people that had ever, nine civilians, sorry, who, that have ever been on a spies rope. Oh, wow. And uh, now it's up to 38. So from Greystone are the, are the, you know, the additions. So it's pretty exclusive club to, to be on a spies rope. Uh, and yeah, those five ladies got to hang from the helicopter and do that. Cool. Well, now you make me feel really bad that I couldn't attend this event. <laughs> Next one. I'm sure like, I want to be on that on that club. <laughs> I want to be in the club. Why do you think that is? Is it something that's like risky or? No, I wouldn't say it's risky. It's just, um, it's an uncommon thing. It was, it's, you know, created for military to yeah. insert from like really tough terrain. It was used in Vietnam and then it kind of, I couldn't even tell you the last time it was actually used operationally. I know that, you know, a lot of special operations communities still train mm-hmm. with it, whether they do it, you know, once or a handful of times in their career, but it's just, uh, it's not common. And I don't, I mean, I can't find another company that offers it to civilians right now, which mm-hmm. is surprising. So how does that um, work? Is there like a, like a tie in the rope that you'd put your foot on? No. So you're in a harness and you carabiner to it. So it's, it's oh, really okay unless the helicopter 
has an incident and has to do like a hard landing or an auto rotate. But <laughs> other than that, you're just hanging on a rope, uh, you know, maybe okay. a thousand, about 80 miles per hour. It's okay. It's cool. So, so you're saying there's a chance I could do this because it doesn't require a lot of upper body strength. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a quick break real quick. Talk about primary arms. Primary Harms has the new SLX 1 to 6 SFP optic available for pre order. Like the other SLX 1 to 6, it has the ACSS reticle, but this one's calibrated for 22 long rifle. A 25 to 50 yard zero on the reticle gives you holds out to 200 yards, including the windage dots. It's a perfect optic for something like the MMP22 or the 1022. It gives you a lot more holds than anything else on the market for a 22. MSRP is $289.99. And if you use the code AVA, that's A-V-A, you're going to get a free one-piece scope mount with every Primary Arms optic that you purchase. And that is at primaryarms.com. I was talking to Rachel the other day, Rapid Fire Rachel, and she brought to my attention that you guys are actually working on an event together. Yes, that's correct for October. Yeah. And actually, now that I think about it, she mentioned it at the end of the show too, when I had her on a few weeks ago. What does this event entail? So this event, uh, well, a little backstory. So her and her father, they'd been attending something called Knob Creek. I'm sure you've heard of it. Uh Uh-huh. Um, for gosh, 10 or 12 years. And that has stopped. It was their 50th anniversary. And then they said, all right, good to go. We're going to wrap this up. So there's a big gap in the market essentially for an event that kind of carries on the spirit of Knob Creek. right? Mm -hmm. So she's just in a perfect position to kind of spearhead that. And we're going at that with Forged, uh, the company that put on the Gundy's. Uh, Rachel, and then Greystone, my company. And essentially, Greystone will be providing another layer to what was Knob Creek. Uh, And that'll be excitement of the tactical world. So we'll have helicopters out there. We'll have the spies rope. We'll have shooting from the helicopters, um, uh, an explosives breacher display. We'll have different gun competitions, uh, tons of vendors, helicopter rides, It'll just be a full weekend. I mean, this should be the staple of gun events, in in my opinion, uh, and I think it will be. It's going to be very intense, and that's in South Georgia, in a town called Blakely. And is this open to the public? Yes, it is. Nice. And so, from what I've what was told, though, there's not a lot of hotels in the area. There's um, the towns that you'll find most of the hotels in mm-hmm. are about 35 minutes away. Okay. So that's not bad. So it'll be kind of similar to how the Gundy's was if you weren't staying on site. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cause as soon as she said that, I was like, you know what, after the Gundy's staying at the days in, I think I've reached my limit for shady <laughs> hotels. <laughs> and out of your hair? yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing is like, after I left, it was like my head itched and I, I swear it was like mind over matter, but I was like, Oh my gosh. I mean, I don't even know exactly how you get head lice. Like if it, if it's from lack of washing your hair or if lice are attracted to clean hair, I actually don't really know. I should have looked into it, but yeah, anytime like my head would itch or something or I'd itch, I'm like, oh my gosh, do I have bed bugs? Do I have lice? You know, it was, it was pretty traumatizing. So I told myself like never again. 
And if I go to the Gundy's next year, we are booking in advance and getting probably your best bet would probably be an Airbnb there. So yeah, we got a nice Airbnb. It's about an hour drive, but it was, it was worth it. Beautiful. Yeah. I could imagine. Okay. So that's really cool. So, and it's, you said it's in October. Yes. I'm gonna have to put that on my calendar. Cause that sounds like a lot of fun. It's, it's going to be one hell of a event. Um, that'll be October 14th and 15th. Okay, nice. And then along with like the experiences that you guys put on, your production team also works on movies, right? I'm assuming because you said pre-COVID or around COVID, that's when you started. So were they working on movies previously or do they do that simultaneously? Uh, previously, simultaneously and into the future. A lot of, the, a lot of our uh, stunt coordinators and big uh, moving pieces people, they're working on big films, big TV shows when they're not working on Greystone events. Nice. So I got to imagine like being a part of this and seeing them work on this, it probably changes the way that you see action movies. It does. It definitely does. Yeah. The amount of prep work and walkthroughs and little tiny moving pieces that go into every scene. It's, it's incredible to get to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, for Greystone, it's, it's exciting because we go through all those rehearsals and everything has to go perfectly, but then there's no, you know, cut. Let's retake that. It's, one continuous the client shows up friday evening and it's balls to the walls until sunday when the when the mission ends mm -hmm. and a uh, lot of cues and little timing things and uh yeah last night this is totally off topic sort of but last night i was watching a movie it was super weird and i feel like nowadays it's all about just like these weird like fetishes or dreams that people have and my friend the other day was telling me how her friend sells dirty socks and like makes a ton of money a month selling dirty socks and like we've all heard about like selling dirty panties but i'm like dirty socks and she's like yeah and i'm like well does she show her face like do these people know what she looks like or is she just showing her feet and it's just like so weird because i don't really get the whole thing like for me to wrap my mind around it like i'm just like man i I'm so straight laced. Like I'm actually like really freaking normal. <laughs> I mean, I guess define normal, but last night I was watching this movie and it was on Hulu and it's called fresh. And it starts off as like, sort of like a comedy, like dating thing. And you're like, Oh, this is funny. You know, it's going to be like this cute little like comedy movie, you know, whatever. And she's going to end up with like the perfect guy in the end, you know, like your typical movie. No, it takes a turn for the worse. She gets kidnapped by this guy that she starts dating. He drugs her, brings her to this house, and it turns out he sells body parts. He tries to keep the women alive as long as possible so that the meat is fresh. But he sells body parts and these people to these millionaires, and they essentially eat the meat. And he includes in this box like memorabilia, like from the girls, like maybe, I don't know, let's say their panties or sock or um, and always like a picture with the name. And it was so hard for me to watch the rest of this. But, you know, when you're like already like committed and you're just like, well, I need to know how it ends. But it just made me think like, oh, my gosh, watch like this whole I bet you people watch this and they're like, yeah, I would like to do that. I would love to eat like human flesh or something because people are just so weird. Not to say that you're living out these weird fantasies, but it's like so weird how like people just have these like. I don't know where I'm going with this, but. What a time to be alive, right? <laughs> it, 
What a time to be alive. Cameron, you're just like, yeah, I have no comment. <laughs> I told you, though, before the show started, I was like, you need to watch this. And I wasn't really going to tell you how it took a turn for or worse. I should have just been like, yeah, it's a really cute comedy movie <laughs> about couples. Like, I love a good rom-com. So <laughs> right. But yeah, I don't know. It's just it's so crazy, like the amount of things that people are able to make happen. And of course, this guy, he was like a surgeon. And so he was able to like cut off body parts and then like, you know, keep the woman alive because he knew how to like do like reconstructive surgeries and stuff like that. So I don't know, just crazy. And I don't really know why that comes to mind, but it's just one of those things where, you know, people have money and they just kind of like, yeah, I want this. And people seem to make it happen. Not to say that you're doing anything gross or anything. It's actually really cool. I don't know. I feel like anybody who wouldn't want to do it is there's like probably something wrong with them. (laughs) (laughs) But in addition to that, I also was told that you recently wrote a book. (laughs) I did. Yeah. I'm like, so now moving on, you know, from my, I literally am like coming off as the most awkward person right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, so moving forward from the flesh eaters, you came out with a romance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no flesh eating in the book. (laughs) But essentially, it's kind of like Fifty Shades of Grey, but better. Much, much better. Okay, well, that's good. Because I got to say, I have no idea how people were into Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, I was actually when it when it came out, I was living in New York City and my friend was reading the books and she was giving me the books as she was finishing them. And at the time I read a lot. And so I was like, oh, OK, I'll start reading it. And it was so shitty that I actually left that book accidentally on a plane. And instead of usually I'm the type where I'm like, oh, let's just finish it. Kind of like the movie last night where I'm like, I need to know how it ends. I didn't even care how it ended. I was like, normally I'd be like, oh, I left that book. All right, let's just go to Barnes and Noble and get it and finish it. No, I didn't even care to to buy that book. I just thought it was so bad. What so, did you like about it? Uh, it was just really cheesy. There was really nothing like that was like hot about it. And the guy was just weird. And the relationship was weird. And I didn't even think it was like that erotic. I appreciate you saying that because I felt the same way. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, because and then when the movie came out, I did watch the movie eventually. And I was just like, this sucks. Yeah, the and I don't. Was- the Dorcas. Yeah. And I don't know how so many women were like all like hot and bothered over it where it was like very, I don't know. I just thought the whole thing, it was also very like light, like as far as like the sexuality goes, like it was kind of, it wasn't like that out there. Yeah. It didn't check any of my boxes. Yeah. Right. Mm. So, all right. So tell me about your book then. Oh, well, and- it's uh- and how did you even come to the idea that like, hey, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to top that Fifty Shades of you know Grey BS? Yes. So the idea actually came from my buddy and I. We were sitting in this restaurant and, you know, unfortunately, as a lot of relationships go, there was this very attractive woman and she was there with a, uh, a guy who was not in her league, to put it nicely. And we just started talking like... Uh, where does she find her sexual pleasure? And, uh, you know, one conversation led to another. And then fast forward three or four weeks, there's a book about uh, a secret organization that provides these young studs to go to housewives' homes while their husbands are at work 
to deliver them orgasms uh, sexually, of course. And there's this whole science behind it where it increases uh, a certain chemical in a woman's pheromones. And it really just brings a lot of joy and love to the world when a woman is having orgasms. But this, this organization, they really construct these sexual experiences to really uh, provide what the woman's wanting or what she's lacking to fill that. Uh, and then there's a whole storyline behind it and where this organization goes and you follow one character through his sexual journey with all these beautiful older women but then he falls in love and he's torn between love of the daughter of one of the housewives whom he's fucking or does he stick with his job and continue to have all this sex and uh you know i don't wow. want to spoil it for you Dang. so I'll, I'll send you a copy well i'd appreciate that what is the book called the paper boys hmm the paper boys that's right well, on that note, now that I'm all hot and bothered, I'm going to take another quick break, talk about IWI. If you're into single double action pistols, definitely check out the Jericho Enhanced. It's the latest version of the popular Jericho with a number of enhancements. The new version has a new frame with adjustable back straps, an accessory rail, a new hammer and trigger profile. In a lot of ways, it looks kind of like a hammer fire version of the Masada. Comes with 17 round mags and Nova sights. MSRP is $559. And you could check more out at IWI.us. Remember, if you find any accessories, just recently, I think like, well, a few weeks ago, they had the ALG triggers available. And those have been pretty hard to come by, but they had those and you could apply the code GUNFUNNY15 for 15% off to those triggers. So just definitely keep checking in that accessory category. And the website again is IWI.us. Going back to the Gundy. So you actually had the shoot house. You know, what's funny is, so this was after the ceremony and I said this. You did a great job on, by the way. What? You did a great job on that, by the way. Oh, thank you. (laughs) No, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> do it. I didn't do the shoot house. Oh, I was talking about hosting the ceremony. Oh, okay. That's really funny. I'm so like, I feel so bad about the. The more I think about it, I'm like, oh, I did a horrible job. I never want to show my face again. <laughs> and then I don't know if you were there, but like when I named 22 Plankster as the winner and then he wasn't the winner. And somebody <laughs> made a really funny video about that. Where it's like that Asian guy who's like emotional damage, like afterwards. And it was a really funny video. But afterwards, I was like, man, I actually kind of feel bad because like 22 Plinkster understands my horrible sense of humor. And I think he knew that he wasn't the winner, which is why he didn't get up. He didn't. I should have probably told him that I was going to do this, but I didn't really plan it. It just kind of happened because my awkwardness kicked in. And I was like, oh, this would be hilarious. Nobody knew that I was doing that. Not even Will. Of course, even Will looks at me like, what the hell are you doing? That's not the winner. That's not what the name is on the card. But I mean, I had a good laugh. But now that it's all said and done, I'm like, man, I kind of feel bad. Like, hopefully Dave's okay. 22 Plankster. Hopefully I didn't hurt his feelings. (laughs) But I am going to probably hit him up because he does owe me $100. So (laughs) (laughs) I, I bet this 22 Prankster fellow will be okay. Yeah. Hopefully. But yeah, so I appreciate you saying that you thought I did a good job, but you did host the shoot house that it was taking place like right after the ceremony. 
And I got to admit, I was like so nervous about hosting the ceremony that, you know, I drank up until the ceremony, like till I had to go on stage. I was just like looking for a little bit of liquid courage. And then as the show just kind of started going south, when pulling our tactical got up on stage and they had a bottle of vodka, I was just like, yeah, give me some chugged that during like the halftime. I was like, uh, get me a drink chugged that. And normally I'm not the type to drink much at these events, like industry events, because I don't want to come off as a lush. But as soon as the event ended, I think my nerves like finally calmed down. And then sure enough, the alcohol just like hit me. (laughs) And so I was pretty drunk. And I was with Polinar Tactical and I think Brandon Herrera and a few other people. And they're like, yeah, let's do this shoe house. And I was like, yeah. And I just remember thinking like, man, I could barely even walk to the shoe house. Like I'm like stumbling. And then it was like really cold waiting in line. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go sit over here by the heater lamp and talk to whoever (laughs) was over there. And that's what happened. But how was that? I mean, I actually heard like a lot of good things about it. So I think it was a pretty good success. It went well. Lots of smiles coming out the other end. A couple of tears. It was a little intense for some people, but it was uh, it was it was a perfect event. It was great. So we do things like that in between our big missions. We'll do, you know, exciting little requests for families or individual clients or something like the shoot house where we came down to San Antonio and set up a little, you know, three four minute mini mission that went on inside that tent, a little hostage rescue or whatnot. Um, but no, it went it went really well. Went smooth. No injuries or. Uh... I'm still stuck on the the fact that you said there were some tears. So I figure everybody that was there for the most part was in the gun industry. <laughs> so if they're coming out of the shoot house in tears, we've got issues. <laughs> well, it was it was a little intense. Maybe some people went into it not quite expecting what was about to happen, and then yeah, you know, actors like to get into it, and uh, you know, it's yeah, it's loud and yeah. Okay, so maybe I'm glad that I didn't do it because I like being a little tipsy and then having to do it and then being like, oh, I'm a firearms instructor and I can shoot really well. It probably would have been totally disastrous and like (laughs) even worse for my reputation that night. (laughs) Possibly. You might have dodged a bullet. I probably did. Yeah. And actually, now that I think about it, it was I was going to do it. I was cold, but it was Delance, Brandon Herrera's camera guy that was like, "Eh, it's cold. Let's get out of here. And I was like, "Okay," And he's like. I'll leave and then count to 20 and then you follow. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then we just went over by those little like heated areas. I stood by those heat lamps. It was a great spot to stand. Yeah. Well, then that's so weird. If we both stood by the heat lamps, then it's weird that I didn't meet you. Yeah. But it was a pretty big event. Yeah. I'm sure we crossed paths. Yeah. You're probably just like one of the regular like everyday looking guys that has the beard. You're like tactical out. Not at all. Oh, okay. (laughs) So so you're like the hipster, like, you know. (laughs) Oh, I don't like to identify as anything, you know. I choose to identify as when I uh, wake up in the morning. It's funny. All right. So if people are interested in finding out more information or let's say they want to follow you on social media or they want to make, you know, their fantasies a reality, where can they go? Which fantasies are we talking about? The book or Greystone? <laughs> okay, let's do both. So Greystone.us is the website. That's G-R-E-Y-S-T-O-N-E.us. Uh, or the Instagram is Greystone.hq. And then the book website is thepaperboysbook.com. Yeah. I'm surprised it's not available on Amazon. It is. Oh, in, okay. Uh, 
uh, two more weeks. I have a publishing company setting up all those distribution channels. Nice. Okay, cool. All right. Any future plans that you can share with listeners? Yeah. So for, uh, for Greystone, we have a couple really, really big missions coming up. Um, and those clients actually can't name them directly, but like very big uh, owners of the biggest privately owned restaurant chain in the world. Um, and then the really exciting part though, is we've gotten connected with an awesome nonprofit uh, called the Seal Future Foundation. Mm-hmm. And essentially they want to start a division of their nonprofit to where they can offer more intimate experiences with seals um, for their biggest donors. So instead of a dinner or a range day with a seal, now you can actually go on a mission and experience, you know, as, as realistically as possible to see what it's like to go on an operation and to feel that adrenaline and all, you know, the, the craziness that comes with it. Oh, Um, wow. And yeah, we're, I mean, it's an awesome organization and I'm, I couldn't be more honored to be part of it. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. And it was like, I imagine it's so much better than just like sharing a meal with a seal and like picking his brain. I'd like to think so. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's really cool. All right. Awesome. Well, moving forward, Caldwell. I'm sure you guys have seen ads for this. I know it keeps popping up. Like even when I'm on Facebook, I keep seeing ads and stuff, but they're killing it with the new ear pro that they came out with. It's the Emax Shadows, and they're kind of like the Apple EarPods, except 23 decibel of hearing protection built in. The new version comes in flat, dark earth, although it's weird because I was looking at mine. I, I feel like it's more black, but including the case, which has a built-in battery for recharging the earbuds four to five times, which is nice. They are Bluetooth enabled so that you can listen to music, take phone calls. MSRP on these are $144.99, but you can always use the code GUNFUNNY10. That's all one word. You're going to get 10% off and they changed it. It's no longer your first order. It can be used multiple times now, which is awesome. And that's caldwellshooting.com. Today in politics... Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political. Second Amendment Preservation Act heads to court. Some of you probably remember last year when Biden unleashed the ATF to ban braces and rewrite firearm definitions without authority. Several states passed laws of their own to protect their citizens' rights. Missouri passed the Second Amendment Preservation Act, also known as SAPA, which basically invalidates federal firearm laws. It was signed last summer, and under the provisions of the SAP, law enforcement agencies can be fined up to 50000 if they enforce federal gun regulations in the state. What it's designed to do is prevent unjustly changed rules implemented through the ATF or any new sweeping gun bans that might be passed um, affecting citizens in Missouri. The Biden DOJ filed a federal lawsuit last week claiming that the, quote, Missouri law uniquely discriminates against federal agencies and employees, impairs law enforcement efforts in Missouri, and contravenes the supremacy clause of the United States Constitution. HB 85 clearly states the people of Missouri have vested the General Assembly with the authority to regulate the manufacture, possess, exchange, and use of firearms within the borders of the state. 
subject only to the limits imposed by Amendment 2 of the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of Missouri. Principal Deputy Assistant Attorney General Brian M. Boynton, uh, head of the Justice Department Civil Division, said, quote, a state cannot simply declare federal laws invalid. This act makes enforcement of federal firearm laws difficult and strains the important law enforcement partnership that helps keep violent criminals off the street. This is definitely a case to keep an eye on, not just for Missouri, but for other states, as I feel like it might set the precedent for maybe future laws. But this is definitely kind of interesting. I didn't even realize that Missouri did this. I'm guessing you don't have anything to say, Cameron. Oh, shit. I'm supposed to be chiming in. You know, as soon as I start, uh, you know. Not talking? You're just like squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, the government really, really sucks. That's all I have to say. Uh, yeah. I know, I get it. The Man. thought of a group of individuals creating, I mean, just giving us permission as grown human beings birthed from the consciousness of God, the, the fact that these suit-wearing bastards sit up there and, hey, we all, we'll allow you to, to own this type of, Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I totally agree. Although, you know what? A few days ago, we'll say my friend is actually somebody pretty close to me. It was her anniversary. Her and her husband, they went out. They came home that night. They're watching TV. It was like maybe 10, 30, 11 p.m. And all of a sudden, they hear a noise and a bullet went through their garage, missed the car, went through the door connecting to the garage And then through that little hallway and then stopped in the closet. And there was literally a wall stopping my friend from a bullet. She was sitting on the couch on the other side of the wall. So literally one wall that stopped the bullet. And it scared the hell out of her. What'd you say? Did someone AD in her neighborhood? Yes. Apparently. So it was like right after that happened, she, you know, her husband obviously wakes up and they're looking around and the neighbors across the street, I guess there was a bunch of cars there. All of a sudden, they everyone gets in their car and they leave. Mm. And so they call the cops and then the cop goes to the neighbor's house. He's knocking on the door. The neighbor's there. The neighbor just shuts off all the lights and acts like he's not home, doesn't answer the door. And from what the neighbor later on said is somebody who was military, he was over there acting like he was playing with the guy's gun acting like he was shooting and which i'm like why would you aim it at anything and swore that it was unloaded obviously it wasn't which it takes like a few seconds to verify that the gun's unloaded and then shot through that guy's door and then into my friend's house but what really annoys me is the fact that they just like fled the scene not knowing if the bullet actually hit somebody and somebody was like bleeding out right hey if if that guy's listening to this podcast, you're a dumbass and a coward. Seriously. And my friend's like pissed. Like she wants to sue. And I'm I'm normally I'm like, no, don't sue another gun owner. But I'm like, yeah, sue this freaking asshole. Especially the fact that he is in the military. And I'm like, he doesn't even know like the basic forms of just gun safety. And uh, it just the, everything annoys me. But that said, I'm starting to realize I'm like, you know, here we we want like, yeah, everyone should have guns. But and I'm not about to like from this experience, like go and become anti-gun and join like Moms Demand Action or anything like that. But it's like always the stupid people that ruin it for the good people. And it's like you think like, dude, we don't need all these laws. But then you realize like some of these laws, like, I don't know, not to say like these laws really prevent anything because criminals will always get guns. But 
it does annoy me that like when people have these stupid experiences and even as an instructor, they're typically court ordered to take a gun safety class. So I see them and I, you know, usually teach them the class and, and sure enough, they, when they show up, they're like, you can't help, but like sort of stereotype them. And they're like your typical stereotypical, just idiots. Well, that's the frustrating thing is you really just have your own perception and your own perspective of everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. kind of forget, like I take gun safety very serious owning guns. It's, it's a, uh, you know, I'm not a gun nut, you know, I don't, I don't dress tactical or any of that bullshit, but I, I have so much respect for what guns are. Yeah. They're, they're the citizens way of standing against tyranny at yeah. the, end of the day. And, uh, you know, so you, you forget there's a lot of dumbasses out there. That I know. Are, and then really it's like some of these laws are like made because of the dumbasses. Right. So that's what I'm basically ultimately you know, saying not to say that there should be, but it would just be nice if some people just even just took a basic firearm safety class before they even touched a gun. Like that would be really helpful. So if anybody's listening to this, the show and you have not taken a basic firearm safety class, just do yourself a favor, do us a favor and just take it. Or if nothing else, use common sense. Like, Hey, when you pull the trigger, the gun's probably going to fire. Or don't just assume that it's not loaded. It takes two seconds to look that the gun isn't loaded. And also, why would you point it at someone's house? I don't know. Just, yeah. End rant. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with all your questions. (laughs) All right. Go take a firearm safety class. Yeah. Go take a firearm safety class. Manicore Arms. Hugo M85 or the M95, definitely check out the Renegade Handguard. The new updated version has textured grooves for a better grip and two rows of M-Lock slots on each side, plus one on the bottom for mounting all of your accessories. They're made from a high-temperature thermostat polymer. There are also several mounting plate top covers available for popular optics. They come in black, Magpul Plum, and Bakelite Orange to match those bait-like mags which are my favorite. I don't even own any Bakelite mags. Do you? I do not. I need to get my hands on some because they look freaking awesome. And they're actually like really pretty expensive. I mean, they're at least like a hundred dollars if not more, but yeah, I, I definitely need to get my hands on that. But anyways, uh, back to the Renegade handguard. They're only $44.95. And if you use the code AVOROCKS15, that's all one word, you're going to get 15% off. And that is manicorearms.com. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. Have you seen the things that a few people have been commenting about federal donating a million rounds to people in Ukraine? I'm actually really glad that somebody brought this up. And it's not just federal. It's Remington or essentially, I mean, federal now owns Remington as well as a bunch of other ammo companies. I think as a whole, they're donating um, a million rounds, which in hindsight, I've seen their factory. A million rounds is literally like something that they're producing in less than a day. So it's really not like a lot of ammo, even though people are like a million rounds, uh, you know. But what's really annoying me about this is just the reactions from some of these people. They're just like, well, that's, you know, BS because I can't even get ammo at my gun store and we need the ammo and they're shipping it off to Ukraine. And 
Well, I think there's definitely some things about like how the situation in Ukraine is being handled by the U.S. that are wrong. And, you know, anything that is politics, government related, you know, I mean, we can go on and on. But you have to remember that the people in Ukraine are sort of caught in the middle of this and they don't really have a lot of means to defend themselves. And so I feel like it's the equivalent of, you know, if somebody's walking in front of you and they trip and fall, you're essentially that person that doesn't rush to help that person, which I hate. Like I so I told you, Cameron, before the show started that I lived in New York City for eight years And one of the things that I still remember to this day, like every little detail is I was in the subway, it was rush hour, it was crazy. And there was this lady that fell down the stairs and I was all the way in the back and nobody rushed to help her. They just like kind of cleared some space for her and then they just kept walking. And I was just like, just stunned because I would just assume that people like they're the humanitarian in them, like just, I don't know. I feel like it would just be instinctive to rush and like help somebody like to aid them not to say that like oh i'm going down the street and i'm giving all the homeless people money because that's like another story and some of these homeless people it's like they choose that lifestyle and what can you do but i don't know i've just i've been really disappointed in how people have reacted to us aiding people that need help here's the issue is everyone so desensitized to human interaction that people that part of your soul is just atrophied away. I mean, everyone's communicating artificially online. It's not real. No one cares about you. Everyone's watching people get killed on TV every night. Ah, it, people are losing touch with humanity. Yeah. Love is always the answer. If someone trips and falls, pick them up metaphorically as well. Yeah. And uh, don't trust the government. Yep. Well said. Love people. Jesus Christ. I know. Not that I know. Tacti Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. All right, so today in Tacti Talk, so lever gun for the modern age. Henry Farms has released what may be the old-fashioned rifle of the future, the Model X is a modern take on Henry's classic lever action chambered in 357 Magnum and includes some upgrades that you wouldn't expect. Those familiar with Henry's will remember that the magazine tube is loaded from the front on all of the older designs, which has received criticism because it's not very fast and that you could potentially be loading it with a round still in the chamber. The new Model X, though, has a side loading gate as well so that it can be loaded safer and topped off quicker. Also, the gun uses modern polymer furniture to reduce weight, includes traditional style buckhorn sights, updated with fiber optics and a Picatinny rail for accessories on the forward stock and optics on the back. One of the coolest things about this is the barrel is threaded. So the 357 is still fairly loud when suppressed, but shooting, like I'd say 158 grain 38 special through a suppressor is pretty much the perfect setup for like a super quiet carbine since the lever gun doesn't let gas and noise escape from the action like a semi-auto would. MSRP on these is $1,000. And I guess if you want to check it out, just head on over to Henry's website. GSM Outdoors. If you're wanting to upgrade your sights, definitely check out True Glow. So they've got sights for just about everything, including archery, crossbows. 
They make bright, easy to see fiber optic sites, which are awesome for competition hunting. So that you know, you could see like the site super well in different lighting conditions. They've got them for shotguns, rifles as well. One of their biggest lines is the pistol sights that they have. Their designs for carry guns are great because they have tritium for night sights, but their TFX series combines tritium and fiber optic. So it's like the best of both worlds glows in the dark at night and it's super bright during the day. With the code GUNFUNNY20, you get 20% off. And that is at trueglow.com, T-R-U-G-L-O. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as Never mind. AF. Florida man arrested for stealing crossbow. A man described as, quote, one of the world's dumbest criminals was arrested for stealing a crossbow at a hardware store in Florida last month. Why am I not surprised that this is a Florida man? Employees discovered two crossbows were missing. And after reviewing surveillance footage, they saw Darren Durant walk into the store, steal a pair of cutters and then cut the zip ties. He then stuffed the crossbow inside his pants to conceal it. We're not talking about like a small pistol crossbow, but like a full size crossbow, like 33 inches long and seven pounds. And then he managed to somehow walk out of the store. So people might say he's stupid for doing this, but the fact that he was able to walk out of the store undetected actually makes me question the employees that work there, for being honest. A couple of days later, a deputy located Durant at a nearby Walgreens where he attempted to flee, but was captured after a brief chase. He's currently in jail for a different burglary charge and has two prior felony convictions for petty theft, which he'll face another charge for stealing the crossbow. This reminds me of the guy last year that tried to steal an AR by putting it in his pants, which is also pretty stupid, but I feel like you could definitely conceal an AR in your pants, I guess, better than a crossbow. I don't know. These people fitting guns and bows in their pants and got to get their pants sizes re... Right? I'm like, clearly they're not wearing the skinny jeans that are trending for men. <laughs> I don't with that, but come on. If you can fit a crossbow in your pants, your pants are too baggy. Yeah. Times, man. That's true. Yeah. And baggy pants really aren't in anymore. Not anymore. But that said, that does not mean that I want to date a guy who's wearing skinny jeans where we're like the same size and I could wear his jeans occasionally. That's not attractive to you? No. Actually, that totally reminds me. One time when I was living in New York City, I dated this guy who was Colombian. He owned a hair salon off Madison Avenue, actually. And I'm pretty sure it was a cover up. I'm pretty sure he was like, I don't know, smuggling cocaine i was just really young and dumb but when you get older and you look at the details you're like yeah i'm pretty sure that's what it was because he also sucked at doing hair so for him to have like a really huge salon on madison avenue and not know how to do hair that was also a red flag but he was i don't know i guess he was kind of tiny but i remember thinking like looking at his jeans and i'm like i wonder if i could fit into these jeans (laughs) and i don't even know why i'm admitting to that because i question my you know, I mean, I still question my taste in men, but back then, I guess, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking, to be honest with you. But yeah, I don't want to fit into my boyfriend's jeans. Good to know. Yeah, camera, just leave me hanging. Make me feel even more <laughs> awkward. <laughs> you know what? I don't want to fit into my girlfriend's jeans. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time to wrap up now that I've just embarrassed myself on the entire show. <laughs> I blame it for the fact that I didn't sleep last night because of the new puppy. And I actually, and I've been, yeah. And the brain fog. And I have recorded this entire show with a puppy on my lap. 
because this dog is like super loyal already and like it's actually really cute because this dog like i said is like the size of my hand and she's been following me like when i put her down she like follows me all around the house and it's just so cute because she's just so little it's like this little blob just kind of like following you like you can i don't know it's adorable but i didn't get much sleep last night because i don't have a kennel for her which i think i said and it arrives today but i put her in the bathroom and then she was just crying all night and then i finally gave in which i know i probably shouldn't give in because i'm teaching her bad habits that like now if she cries she can get whatever she wants but she's also just so cute (laughs) (laughs) so how could you not but on that note, so it's time to wrap up. You guys can find me at gunfunny.com. If you enjoy the show and you want to support it, consider becoming a Patreon. You could do so by going to gunfunny.com. Click on the support the show link and you can make a donation one time or monthly. That gets you access to the Patreon only Facebook group. And it's a lot of fun. We're just always having a lot of fun in there. In fact, that was the group that I announced the puppy first and then before I even put it on my own Facebook page. But lots of really good people. So if you want to talk to like like-minded people with a sense of humor, which I'd imagine that my listeners have a sense of humor, then I would definitely recommend joining that group. And uh, also Blown Deadline does amazing Cerakote jobs. He's giving away a $300 gift certificate to a lucky patron each month. The work that he's done on some of these Patreons guns is just amazing. Also wanted to thank the $25 Patreons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran, 8888, Sake Holsters, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Sportsman's Guide, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Callamore, and Melissa Ridings. King of the Patreon is Jon Snow. And Cameron, I get it. It was an awkward show. I don't know if we're ever going to be talking again or if you ever want to see my face after this, mentioning like the flesh-eating movie. I still think you should watch it, though. It might open your eyes. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I love how you're not like intervening like, no, no, don't worry, Ava. You're fine. No, we're totally we're going to be BFFs no, after just, this. I was rehearsing my response in my head. Oh, OK. <laughs> well, anyways, I do really appreciate your time. I think what you're doing is awesome. And hopefully if you do work, you know, with Forge in the future or something like that, maybe I can attend one of these. That would be really cool. Or if nothing else, meet in person. Absolutely. I'd love that. Maybe in, who knows, maybe after I read your book too. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I can't even look at you in the eyes. No. <laughs> Can you just remind listeners once again, if they're interested in doing anything with you guys or following you on social media or buying your book, where can they do that? Sure. Yeah. So for the company, graystone.us.grey. You can find out more about the business there or follow us on social at graystone.hq. And then, you know, female listeners, if you'd like a copy of the book, that is thepaperboysbook.com. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you, pleasure. I think like you say women, but you have no idea. Men might be buying this book as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's possible. And hey, thank you. Of course. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, of course. All right, guys. Well, on that note, we're out of here and I will see you next week. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.